0: Another side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Johnson, out. Let's get it in. Sandy B, let's go. I got
2: it. All right, let me get it. Another side. Hello. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening, my good people here in the world. This is episode number three of Another Side podcast with my co-host Sandy Bill. Sandy, what's going on, bro?
1: Oh, I'm good, man. I'm good. How you doing, mate? You well?
2: All is well, man. I'm excited about today's episode. We have Mr. Brian Fraser Moore. Uh, he's played with the likes of Aaliyah, Alicia Keys, Madonna, Justin Timberlake, just to name a few. There's a an array of events that are happening over here. Um, some some <laughs> some that are sensible. Some that are not so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, um, go,
1: mate, go on. We need to hear more.
2: Oh man, there's there's so many as I call distractions happening. Uh, but the real and true, um, attention. Well, where we need to put our attention is, you know, where where I'm coming from is like family. You know, focusing on love and yes, trying to create a nice space for you know our children mm. to grow up and with some core values and, you know, and live a life with less distractions <laughs>
1: to right. understanding.
2: Yeah. Understanding what the distractions are versus what actually needs my attention,
1: you know? Hey, man, with those values and everything, um, it's really funny, isn't it? Like you, before you become a parent, um, you're like the best parent in the world. And you're like, oh, I, I'm going to do this this way and I'm going to do that that way and I'm going to make sure this doesn't happen. I'm going to make sure that doesn't happen. Real easy when you don't have kids to say that. Um, and then you have kids and then you realize why certain things go certain ways and why certain things happen. It's like, oh man, okay. This is a game changer.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And it's uh, it's like what what I thought was is it? Yeah. What my parents told me, you know what it was. I mean, I, I understood what they were trying to do, mm. and they were trying to protect us from, you know, a lot of things and obstacles that they went through that maybe they could deter us from. Mm. But you know, life just doesn't work that way. You know, we gotta, we gotta get it how we get it. We gonna learn it how we learn it. You know, no matter how many. Uh, lessons, how many times we get knocked over our head, Mm. you know, how many times we fall, you know, we're just going to have to get it when we do. So,
1: yeah, man. And it's crazy to be on this side of it. We spend our lives being on that side of things and thinking, I'm never going to do that. I'm never going to be like that. Why are they saying that? And then now we are the person saying the things we are the person on that, that side of things. We are the parent and man, young people listening to this are going to think we're old, but anyone of our generation our age is going to know exactly what we're talking about it is a surreal switch of the mind where you're like i'm that person now um i had a bit of a um there's a bit there was a bit of an incident in um earlier on uh this week and i was out um in a town and there was a little girl who was uh she wasn't with her parents and she was on her own crying um Mm. and exactly that was my exact reaction i was like hmm this isn't right this isn't normal um And I was halfway across the street and I I turned back and I saw that there was no one around her. This this small little girl, like maybe two or three years old. She could stand and everything, but she wasn't vocalizing anything. So I just sort of made the assumption she was maybe, maybe two, two, maybe three, possibly, but certainly not four. So kind of on that kind of cusp. But anyway, so and she was wasn't around anyone. She was upset. She was crying. Um, And I looked back and there was no one else around. So I was just like, oh, I'm now the adult in this situation. Like, I'm. I'm like this is now. This is. I. I feel responsible. There's no way I'm going to keep walking away from this situation. Anyway, so um, yeah. It turned like so. Went went and spoke to. her, I said, "Oh, are your parents around? Is your mummy and daddy around? Who are you here with?" And she was just really upset. Or I'm. I i do not know if she was talking yet or whatever it was. But yeah, it was a bit of a situation, and people kind of started gathering around, and then eventually her parent came rushing out. Her mom came rushing out from across the road. And this little girl would like managed to walk across like a, a quite a busy road to get to that point. Like super scary. Anyway, my point behind all this story was I was the adult in this situation. I was the dad. Cause I had my son with me and it was like, I was the dad. I was, I was the person in the situation. It's like, damn, like it's crazy how life flips and life switches. And suddenly you're the one, um, dealing with these situations and being in control of situations. But it's good, man. It's humbling. It's humbling to have these moments where you just like, okay, I have more responsibility now. That's that I mean, I love
2: that brings me to a subject that I love talking about, and that's humanity, right? So that was very uh humane what you did, because you could have just said, Oh, there's a little baby crying over there. On about my way, you know, going to get my coffee, you know. I hope she's okay you know the the human in you the human side in you was like like you said the parent took over it wasn't even your child mm. you know what i mean and the parent took over and you said let me make sure that this child is okay mm. you know let let me just try at least you know and it's a it's a slippery slope even on this side mm. of the world You know, in the States, it's like you kind of don't know how to approach situations like that anymore. Like your Mm. first mind would say, let me help this child. Mm. And then your second mind is like, okay, well, if I do come in contact with this child then it could go either way like the parent come out and think I'm trying to do something right you know and then that goes left or somebody called the police already and I'm standing there with the child and then they think that I'm trying to you know certain things just cross your mind and we've been kind of conditioned to think that way over here you know so I mean kudos to you bro
1: I mean, oh, man. It, it, standing ovation. I, I can't take any credit. I did. I literally didn't do anything. I literally <laughs> just worked where I went. What, to and what you the did was camera.
2: you showed enough concern to where if anything was going to happen, you would be there to step in and, like, you know, just be like, yo, yo, we don't know who this child belongs to. Mm. Let's figure it out together, you know, as the people came around. Mm. And then, like you said, the parent just comes rushing out for whatever reason or however the child got across the street. Mm she's at least with her parent now, you know? Yeah, but, but it's leaving, scary, le- isn't it? Leaving the child out, yeah, like that by themselves, is like, whoa. And there's, st- know,
1: like, and there's a million it's scenarios that go through your head. It's like, has something happened to the parent? It, there's, it's nev- it, like, it's, it would be so rare, wouldn't it, in that situation for... It's obviously such a freak situation to have happened, but yes. it, there's loads of things you think about. Like, is everyone okay in this situation? Like, who who was the kid with? Where's the kid come from? Et cetera, et cetera. But, yeah. Mad, man, mad, mad, mad stuff, but anyway, I thought I'd share that with you. I thought it was: interesting. That was very cool. Yeah. That was
2: very cool. <laughs> yeah, I got to I got to do some interesting things this week. Um, now that you know things are kind of opening up. Mm. Um, they're not quite as open, and there are a couple of uh, TV shows and TV show performances that I was able to be a part of, but now they're they're doing we're not in studio you know, like Jimmy Kimmel, mm-hmm. uh Jimmy Fallon, you know, all of these other um TV shows, they're not quite shooting in studio yet. You know, we're still type like even the today show, we were in the Hollywood Bowl. I think I mentioned this no the last way. episode. We were at the Hollywood Bowl and there was nobody there. Like we were we were set up like in the seats and it and it was a video shoot.
1: Oh man, so all
2: of these shows now are like video shoots, so I've been a part of you know these video shoots now, not not like you know one take, you know you're good, you know multiple camera angles, multiple shots, multiple you know, okay, let's take a break and then we'll do it again type deal so
1: oh man um, i don't I don't like i I completely understand why people are doing this, and I know that we have i know we have a global pandemic happening, so I completely yes. get it um caveat behind that but I feel like the magic of those shows, the magic of something like the Today Show, rocking up to Rockefeller Plaza, 5 a.m., freezing, <laughs> freezing, doing that, yeah. early, doing that early Today Show. Um, yeah, just things like that. It's just those are the moments, aren't they? Those are the moments, and you've got one take. You don't have this, inf- it's like, oh yeah, something happened with that on that one. It's like, no, there is one take and it goes out yes. and that is it. Like, I yes. love the magic of that. And I know we're in a different climate right now. I know we're in a different uh, situation. But for me, that is that, that American live TV experience. There's nothing in the world like that. Like Saturday Night Live, when you're on that famous stage, you're standing there. And the band, that the house band, the incredible, incredible house band, who I'm sure you know a lot of, and I'm sure you know a lot of, of those people, just absolutely slamming every tune. And it just sounds amazing right next to you. And then the camera pans over and it's your turn. And it's just, yeah, that is just, it doesn't get any more magical than that, does it? Because we, we always flip back to those moments of watching it on TV and all those iconic SNL performances or whatever the TV show might be, but... Being on that stage yourself and being in that experience, it's so surreal. And everything's always so much smaller, isn't it? When, you, when oh, you're when you in these sets. And it's oh, like, hang on, like, hang on, I feel that this is like a warehouse when I watch it on TV. Yes. And then you're yes. there and it's tiny, but so magical. Um, So I hope that things will return back to theirs because it, it must be different, man, working in the video shoot environment.
2: It's very different. It's, it's more... It's just super structured. Like, there's no nervousness involved because you, you know it's like we're gonna do it again. So if I don't get it right, it's like you know we can do it again. I'll take this, you know, let them know to use my second take, right? You know, or use my third take or whatever. Yeah, you know. So, I mean, as a musician, that is that's one of the things that you kind of look forward to, you know. And and I'm one of the guys that I like imperfections. Like, none of us are robots, mm. you know. None of us play everything perfectly every time you know every time that you see the red light come on on camera you know it's not going to be perfect every time you know what I mean it's like you know but that's the that's the nature of it and that's the beauty of it as well it's like we're all in this together we're a team and we're going to make it work the energy behind it Mm. you know the nervousness like I was just thinking like the I would say three the three things that that you know musicians really look forward to as far, as far as performances, you know, in the states at least, is SNL for sure, mm. the Super Bowl, mm. and one of the performances like um, Grammys or something like that. Everybody's always looking forward to those performances, and in years past, of course, you had one time to do it. Mm. You know And that was it One take Mm. You know You get a rehearsal You get the camera blocking But everything was live live You know But now You know It's pre tape You know Like like You can perfect it And it's gonna sound perfect Even for the vocalists Like the vocalists If they don't like What they just did Then you know They can do it again And they can take the In post-production They can take the tracks And like Okay well let me vocal Overdub this part And let me vocal Overdub this part I'm kind of giving away little secrets, production secrets, but, <laughs> you know, but I kind of look forward to that, you know what I mean? The bleed, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, sometimes man. you're playing like me, myself, you know, I'm playing and, you know, I, something happens within the band and I'm like, woo! Like, you know, hmm. like those, like, you can kind of hear the bleed and stuff like that. It's super cool. Like, it's so so authentic. It's so real. You know, it's less structured, but, you know, we have to pivot. We got to, learn how to go with the flow we got to learn how to move Mm. differently move a different way and you know set up things you know for the future because the future
1: is definitely changing Mm. (laughs) as
2: we saw it before it's not the same
1: totally i mean these these imperfections we're talking about i I completely agree i think that's what keeps it human and that's what makes it musical and when we're talking about imperfections because of the personnel involved and because of the level of rehearsal and prep these aren't big mistakes. These aren't things that people would recognise. It's the it's the things that you as a player and you as a band in a collective you'd probably you might potentially pick up on something. It's not like a giant massive semitone clash going into the chorus. If anyone listening to this thinking, "Hang on, people making mistakes," like <laughs> by, by mistakes, we're not talking about that. We're talking about like small little things that might have happened and small minor imperfections. And I agree. I like it's just so nice to have that human element. I mean looking back at Motown, Motown is just it's got a massive place in my heart. It's, I'm just, I absolutely love all of the things from that label and from that era. The, all the Motown stuff is littered with quote unquote imperfections. But that was the music and that was the soul and that was the vibe and that was the energy yes. and whatever it was, setting up two mics or whatever it was they did. And guaranteed there were going to be things. There were going to be Sonic things. There were going to be playing things. There were going to be certain things, but that's what makes it Motown. If they had everyone on their own individual channel and a 100,000 takes to get it perfect, you don't get Motown. You would get something that would be absolutely incredible. Don't get me wrong, but you don't yes. get Motown. Um, and I love Motown. So, and I know that things move and things change and there is a really great, side of things of being able to do multiple takes and me and you myself and yourself cj we can record from home and send to anywhere in the world and we both do and that's incredible being able to do that that is the flip side isn't it musicians especially during lockdown in the last two years we've been able to work and create and make music with people all over the world which wasn't possible before so it's certainly not a doom and gloom situation but when it comes to things like those big American TV shows that I love, I love the live nature. I love those nerves of that just beforehand. It's like, Oh man, this is happening. We're about to go. They're about to call it. You see those presenters that you've seen a million times before. And it's just like, Oh man, this is go time. And it's so special. Me too, man. Me too. I miss
2: it. I remember that. I can tell you a story real quick. (laughs) The first time I did the Grammys, um, it wasn't with a particular uh it wasn't with Rihanna, it was with um it was a, a medley of artists. So it was like I I think um the best the new songs of the year, whatever they all did, uh a, a medley together. So it was John Mayer, um Corinne Belly Ray, and John Legend. Damn. And I was I was playing in that band for all three. And <laughs> okay. It was like you know five five p.m. It goes live on the East Coast at eight, right? So uh-huh. five p.m. We're all in the dressing room, and you just hear, you know, you hear people coming in, and it's like, man, you can feel the electricity. It's crazy. So we're sitting in our dressing rooms, and they didn't tell us who was opening the show. So the Grammys are good for that. They, you know, they they have closed rehearsals for everybody, so you don't know who's who's doing what. Mm-hmm. So the opener is the police, bro. <laughs> <laughs> The opener is a police. So all of a sudden, um, you know, like I said, you hear people coming in and then they have a, a clock, you know, you see the countdown till, you know, show starts. Uh-huh. Then the entire arena goes black. We're in Staples center. Entire arena goes black and you hear do 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 and the crowd goes nuts. And everybody in the dress room is just like jumping up and down and like Damn. screaming, like, oh my god, a police. And it was it was kind of the craziest opening that I've ever been a part of. So it was like, you know, the the nervousness to start, like, oh, man, this is crazy. Like, this is the stage. Mm. Like, this, this is the same stage freaking police is on, you know what I mean? Like, nah. we're, you know, we're all kind of, and that was my first kind of, like, real award show. I don't think I've done SNL at that point or, you know, the Super Bowl or any of those big stages, so that was one of the 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 craziest moments and when once we actually played and it was over like that i'm talking yeah. about in a flash yeah. it was over yeah and we played and you know i was like all right i got to get my stuff i got to rush home so i can go and check it out on national <laughs> yeah. tv you know and it was so cool man got to meet so many good people yeah um hang with some of the best musicians and you know just kind of like a a whole day affair call time at like 11 a.m in the morning Mm. you know that kind of thing man I I really miss that
1: oh man it's just a dream isn't it and you're just you're there walking around backstage and seeing all these legends and people that you look up to and people that you see and hear on the radio see on tv all the time and it's just it is such a special atmosphere isn't it and you're part of that and you're there and you're part of the whole thing and Oh, it's just amazing man it it like as as you were talking then it it just properly transported me back to all those american tv shows and all those award shows and we definitely like when um during my time working with one direction we definitely there were some festivals and some performances where we were on the same bill as rihanna so i imagine me and you may have been in the same building sharing the same wow. stage a, like a while ago isn't that crazy to think about it's crazy and how these things come around full circle and i imagine there's every chance we were there maybe even shared the same dressing room after each other or whatever it may be and some man it's yeah. wild how these things work and how these things come around full circle
2: in one direction you know you that that was a huge i mean you guys are like <laughs> you guys are always gone. And it was on the biggest stages. It didn't matter when or where. And and I do remember being in some cities with, you know, where you guys were. But you guys were, like, on lockdown. We call it Fort Knox. Y'all was on, like, Fort Knox, bro. Nobody could get to you guys. Nobody can get tickets. Nobody could get, you know, like, it was just, like, this is the biggest band, you know, in the world right now. Like, you guys, no chance. You know, even our production crews, like yo, you know anybody over in that camp? Like, that band is huge. Like, like <laughs> man, we can't get anything. Maybe they were lying to us or whatever, but it was definitely believable. It was like, man, that those guys are, like, really, really doing it. You know, I only, I only remember uh, 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 Black Eyed Peas and most recently, like, Bruno Mars, like, actually having that same effect. Like, One Direction was definitely in that tier, you know, of artists. Yeah, that you could man. just not get to. Like you couldn't, couldn't touch. <laughs> For it real, they just man. it just
1: yeah, I guess that, that like twenty twelve, that year when they just absolutely Ooh. blew and it was just that rocket ship. And we were there, man. And just just to go full circle with that as well, like those American TVs were a really a big part of that kind of that early explosion, those early moments. And I remember being again on the Today Show stage at Rockefeller Plaza and just you You're in. You're on stage with this thing, like the boys. This artist, these artists, are becoming massive as a band, and you're there, and you're on the stage. You know this feeling. You've 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 sat amongst like artists throughout your career, and it's just it is just incredible to see it happening, and you're seeing a completely new sea of fans from a completely different nation, and it's just like wow, this is translating. This music is picking up and translating and i can only imagine how that would feel as an artist as a session musician who is there and part of it and is is part of the whole thing and traveling with the artist it feels absolutely incredible and it's an amazing thing i can't imagine yeah. how that would feel as the artist to have the crowd singing your songs back and having that adulation it must just be just incredible that affirmation of your art and just this is the pinnacle this is what you've been working for and here it is, here's the payoff. I mean, it must be bizarre for artists traveling to new countries and suddenly getting all this new love from new fans and maybe not even necessarily knowing that there's a fan base there and then you go there and it's just, yeah, all aboard the rocket ship. But good times, man, good times. I certainly miss coming to America, but hopefully I'll be back in not too long, that's for sure.
2: Yes, yes, hopefully. The world is, it's a different place right now but um like i said earlier you know low complaints we're good however the world is shifting let's just you know go with the shift yeah and and chill and make sure our our families are good make sure our families are safe and well
1: and and we're all good too right man too right
2: for sure
1: yeah so i guess on that note um do you want to introduce our guest today cj who have we got on who's our main guest
2: Another Side Podcast has another incredible guest, another incredible talent, another incredible human being. Um, he's a a co- a comrade in the uh, industry, but most of all, he's 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 a brother. Um, I'm not sure if he's known this, but you know, he's one of the. I w- I won't call him my OG, but I'll call him my OG to me. Um. That I looked up to, took nuggets from, you know, watched from afar, you know, and then once we got to meet, you know, grown closer together as brothers and you know in this industry and helping each other out and you know, families knowing each other and all this good stuff. But uh another side pod, please welcome Brian Fraser Moore.
3: Thank you for having me, man. Thank great to see you, Chris. Great to see you, Sandy. And uh, yo, feelings is mutual, man. I know this ain't about to say it about you, but I gotta <laughs> say, <it. laughs> man, Chris is such a huge inspiration. Just as a human, a husband, a father, to uh, an icon in this game, man. So much respect to you. I always love what you're doing, your spirit, and the whole nine.
1: So I love that dude, man.
2: man I appreciate you, brother.
1: Yeah, man. Absolutely. It's 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 great to have you on. Um. For the for the people who are obviously listening and can't see, uh, Brian is in an absolutely incredible spot right now. Behind him is a rack of about 30 snare drums of LED lighting. It looks absolutely incredible. So I'll paint the picture. It looks absolutely amazing there. W- where are we talking to you from, Brian? Where are you at at the moment? Just uh, at
3: home, uh, the pre-COVID. Me and my wife was blessed to get a new house and, and we built a studio like piece by piece, putting it together. So that's where I'm sitting in the control room right now.
1: Lovely. And I mean, it's just amazing to have a space, isn't it? Especially during the COVID times and over the last two years, to have a creative space to be able to go into and sort of make that a home as well has been, like you say, just an absolute blessing over this last few years. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, being able to have a space at home, I never
3: knew this side of the game i'm always on the road um and stuff like that but geez it's like the littlest thing like monitor guy put some more kick drum in my my mix so it, <laughs> it could be the littlest thing i've been having a ball uh me and my wife just really putting it together and learning
1: it so i'm thankful mm-hmm. and all those things when we're on the road we don't we don't see all those small minute details do we those things that are going on behind the scenes look we don't realize how much goes into it. And then when you get those peaks behind the curtain and you get those little looks at the different things that are happening, it's like, wow, people are putting in a serious shift. And we don't always see that when we get onto a stage and plug in and play. There's a lot, a lot, a lot that goes into starting a show and having a big show on the go. So it's a humbling experience, isn't it? Having to do these things ourselves.
3: Absolutely. It's like... You know, we
1: we play on these
3: stages, we do all of this, and then it's like, where does this chord go to? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what? What kind of? What do I need? You know. But it's shout out to all the engineers and sound guys and techs and mm. all of those guys behind the scenes because I appreciated before, but going through this, I really appreciate them. Um... Yeah,
2: absolutely. We have to, you know, in this time pivot. You know, I use that word a lot. Got to pivot, man. Like I, Demi and and Danny are the Pro Tools guys, man. I, <laughs> bro, <laughs> I I want to give them a big hug. You know what I mean? Just just the biggest hug. Like it worked today. It's not working. It, you know, it worked yesterday. It's not working today. Like what's going on? Can you tell me something? Like what what's happening? You know. Those guys are, are are truly, truly a gem and an asset to this game. And we've had a chance to, you know, really dive into that. You know, I, I have for real. And um, we talk about um, on this podcast, you know, about how, well, the last podcast for sure, Sandy has been working with this new artist. And we were talking about the importance of, you know, just with you, you meaning all of us working behind those artists from like the beginning, seeing the start now, you know, 10, 15 years later, you know, them lessons that you that you're not going to skip those steps. You're not going to skip those lessons. You got to learn. Let's talk about a little um, about the the experiences that you've had with those artists and the importance of, you know, just telling the truth, really. Like if you're asked a question about something, you just like, you know, be blunt about it. You know, not afraid to tell the truth because you holding something back, you know, not telling them and not expressing how it's supposed to be, you know, could potentially hurt them down the road. We were talking about that last podcast, and I know you have a ton of experiences, uh, you know, experiences with artists like that.
3: Absolutely, man. I mean, that's such a key thing. I believe that that's, um could be the um, the difference between you being successful and unsuccessful um, in that in that whole reign because you got to be 100. Chris is one of the most honest guys, and he the way his honesty is is you just love it. He found he found a way to just I'm going to tell the truth, and it's like yeah, you know what? That's right. He's actually absolutely right. But I think just with your musical directors, with your artists, with your crew with everybody around just being 100% who you are um, will be an asset to you. And that that creates your personality in, in the industry and in the game and things like that. And also, I, I think that um, it's, it says a lot about you, your character as a person, um, to be able to be that guy that, you know, tell me, tell me the truth, man. How does this sound? Like, well, actually it could be this instead of just saying, yeah, it sounds dope. Yeah, it's killing, you know, and it's like, then they found out later on it's not killing. And then they turn around and look at you like, uh, okay, we know what type of person this is. It's just for your character, it's just best to be that way and, and to find a way to uh, to be honest that it's not offensive, mm. um, that it doesn't turn anyone off, but still you being you at the same time, people can appreciate that. I, I remember uh, being in rehearsals with Madonna for the first time, and and she would come in and she would talk about politics and she would talk about religion and stuff like that. And I was quiet. I was like, this is Madonna, man. I ain't saying nothing, like, (laughs) you (laughs) know? Out of my pay grade, and I remember uh, management, somebody in management coming up to us saying, hey, you have to interact, you have to talk, you have to say what you feel um, because it it makes her feel uncomfortable. And it was like whoa okay so let me find the true person inside of me to be that because uh, it's mandatory at this point so I think that's a big part um, of being successful in, in any any industry but especially in, in our industry
1: yeah and being honest with what we're doing as well because at the end of the day we don't all know everything do we no matter what people sometimes like to put out we, we might have a mastery of a certain area or a certain thing, but we, it's, it's impossible for us to know everything. And there's so much to be to be gained from just you hear something or there's something going on. Hey, what is that? Could you, let, could you tell me what's going on there? What's happening? What are we doing there? And then you have that skill, don't you? Whereas if you stay silent and pretend you know it all, you don't ever know it. You're never going to know it because you've never asked. So you pretend yeah. that you know it. And if someone says, hey, do you know about this? And you go, yeah, yeah. You don't. And the only person that knows that is you. Everyone else thinks you do know it. So then you get booked for it and someone says, oh, yeah, you do this. Here you go. Here's a bit of work. And you'll be like, I don't know this. I'm going to have to call somebody who does know it, who you could have just asked in the first place. Um, and I think there's this thing and there's this, I guess, almost bravado with musicians of if I, if I show a weakness, if I show that I don't know something, it makes me less, it makes me less of a musician, less of a person, less of whatever. But it's actually the exact opposite. I love it. I love it when someone asks a question, it's something like, oh, can you do this? It's like, could you actually can you clarify that? Or could you go into that in a bit more detail? Or let's have a look at that. Because you guys know, when you teach someone something, you learn a massive amount yourself, even if it's something you already know, you're like, why do I do that? And then you pick it apart. Some of the stuff that we do is like, I've never thought about why I do that. But then someone's asked me, you're like, oh, actually, true. I guess this has happened because of necessity or because I saw a reason why I had to fill that gap or whatever it might be. And then you're there and you've kind of analysed yourself as well. But I think any young musicians or any young artists, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to show what might feel like, it might feel like a weakness or a vulnerability, but it's actually a strength. It's a strength to ask for guidance. It's a strength to ask for help. and I'm sure you guys have seen it as well with some artists when they're willing in those early stages to just absorb everything. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to get involved in this. I want to see what's going on there. Let me, let me get involved in that production as well or whatever it might be. It's amazing to see that, isn't it? And those a lot of the time, those artists thrive in whatever area they're going into. Yeah,
3: absolutely. I mean, that's a great point. And that definitely goes along with what Chris was uh, saying earlier about you know, being able to speak the truth. Um, here's another aspect of it: is not knowing something and finding the power in that. Like I, me and my wife talk about it all the time. I really find power in not knowing something. Mm. It's like, you know, why? You know, what did what did you think about Louis Belson when he played on such and such? I'm like, I never even saw that before. <laughs> you know, like where is it? There, there's a the power, and plus if we're talking about um, interacting with people, give people a chance sometimes to inform you about something that they love that, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? They love, no, I I never saw that. Oh, you never saw that? Oh man, let me send you this clip. It's like, yeah, you know, the conversation and the camaraderie is moving. So I find complete power in not knowing something. I'm totally comfortable with saying, I don't know what that is. But my strength on the other side will say, once you tell me what it is, I'm off to the races. So to, even to do my homework on stuff that I don't know um, is an important part as well, too. Mm.
2: All right, Brian, we know you as the uh, the drummer extraordinaire, uh, the entrepreneur, and now you're stepping into another level of entrepreneurship, partnership, and collaboration scrolling through Instagram and all the socials, and I see this VR company that you got popping. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about that, bro?
3: Yes. um, I've I've been blessed to be a commercial partner with a tech company called Iora, um, Iora VR, and they're dealing with virtual reality. We, We all are experiencing this virtual reality thing um, now, but what they're doing amazing thing they're doing is they're creating a platform for artists specifically um, that you can have your own concerts, you can go in, we're partnered with center staging. So now we bring all of our artists into center staging we perform Celo just finished his full concert. He did a full concert Ro James is doing all of his new uh, material for his record, and so we record them in green screen and we record them with our 360 cameras. We captured that content, and now we're gonna promote it to the world that you and all of your friends can come in together to go watch CeeLo, like the real CeeLo, not, not an avatar <laughs> uh, or a cartoon animated CeeLo, but the real CeeLo, and it's open to the world. So say, for instance, you see uh, Babyface, and, and uh, who was he on there? Babyface was on there with somebody on, on Versus, I forget who it was. And, oh,
2: Teddy Riley. Yeah.
3: And they had uh 750,000 people uh on that on that stream live. So now we offer a platform that's endless for people to actually go to a concert while we're on lockdown. Um we're we're partnering with a lot of touring uh promotional companies because that seems to be the way to go while we're in this whole COVID pandemic thing, so. So it's really incredible. I, I can go on for days. But we, we go back over the content, we superimpose the sky, the stars. We can have CeeLo flying from the clouds, you know, <laughs> doing whatever we, we want. Uh, me personally, I'm pre- premiering my album in VR. So I'm going to release my album in VR for a concert. I'm doing a competition that Who Wants to Be in BFM's band. So you can also send your submissions and we can do a performance and green screen and VR it's, it's it's crazy so anyway I'm a part of this company uh now which is really embarking on the next level of, of technology trying to merge music and and VR uh together so.
1: wow man that that's got me excited just even hearing yeah. about that I, I can't wait this is amazing and I think for everything, the, the pandemic, for the areas where things have been taken away, we now have things like this. Things have been added. We've got these amazing new things that potentially wouldn't have existed previously or would have existed in a different form or a different format. And now we have this whole new way of consuming concerts and music and immersing ourselves in it. And there there are so many positives to also be taken from all of this. And that's one of them. I mean, it must just be so exciting being involved in this.
3: Super exciting. And I'm, I'm kind of on the business side of it. You know, I, I have eight employees here, weekly team meetings. I'm talking to billionaire investors like, wait a minute, what? Hey, let me <laughs> tell you about BFM. You know, I try am trying to put, put my pitch in there. But it's a different road for me. It's super exciting for me because it kind of gives me a new spark. Uh, that's kind of connected to the music industry. So now I'm in charge of these artists and CeeLo, we need your, your photo, bro. Where are your you? Oh, can we get all the, you know, so that side, which kind of plays into what, what we see, you know, as, as um, how we work in this industry. Um, we also have a stadium. We have a VR stadium and it's endless amounts of people. You can have 1 million, 5 million, 7 million people and then we have a full stage. We have video walls. We have the lights, the smoke, all of that stuff. So it's going to be fun.
2: What's the name of the stadium? Is it uh, BFMworld.com Stadium? Uh, yeah, mine
3: will <laughs> definitely be the BFM World uh, Stadium. I'm still trying to work on the name. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it.
2: Oh, man. Hey, yo, tell us about the process of this album. I've, I've never heard. I've heard of video or visual album, I've heard of that before, but a virtual reality album. I haven't, please tell me, please expound more about that one, bro.
3: Okay, absolutely. So we figured, you know, um, playing venues, if I was lucky enough to play at a a, a, a arena, you know, I would would cap out at 30,000 to only those people that are there. So we figured, you know what, we might as well release the record, right? Um, since we can record green screen, so I can record my bass player green screen, my guitar player, the vocalist, the horns, everybody green screen and offer a concert as as to the world, right? Endless amount of seedings, overseas everybody can see at the same time, as well as I have my VR room. So what I will do is invite everybody into my personal VR room, and we'll have a meet and greet of all the musicians, um, with the with the iora glasses keep in mind i have my weekly meetings with the staff in vr every week so we put the glasses on and we can see each other and we can talk to it. so that's kind of the thing about inviting people into the vr room for a meet and greet here's a preview this person is talking now just come and join me in the stadium for the full performance after the full performance, you can buy BFM World shirts there, you can click and buy the shirts, you can you can do whatever you want uh, in, in, in there so that's kind of the process is. Hey we're going to do a release of the album come in and, and to the meet and greet where you can meet all the players, the writers and all of that we can talk about. What the inspiration and the process was and after we do that everybody come on over to the stadium and uh, see the whole performance of, of the record. And then we'll release it on all of the uh, regular platforms, Spotify, Apple,
1: and all of that. Wow. Mind-blowing. Absolutely mind-blowing. This is amazing. This is absolutely incredible. Uh, Yeah, excited to see all of this and where where it all goes. And the the possibilities are endless, aren't they, with this? There is the limitations that we would have, like you say before, an arena is a certain cap, a stadium is a certain cap, a theatre is a certain cap. With this... There is no cap. There is no ceiling. Um, it's an endless thing that can just keep going, keep evolving and changing. And the, the kind of the brakes are taken off, aren't they? It's all it's all go with things like this. The rocket ship is happening. And to your point earlier on, people are willing to invest now in these areas, whereas before they may have been a bit more hesitant. Whereas now people are seeing this, quite rightly, as the future. Um, and BFM are leading the charge by the sounds of it. Incredible. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm just adventurous. If it doesn't work, then I'll think of something else.
2: <laughs> <laughs> gotta pivot, bro. That's amazing though. And, and and that is inspirational. You know, to understand that there's a a world bigger than instruments. You know, there's a world bigger than, you know, what you're comfortable and what you grew up doing. You know, you gotta get into something else. You gotta set yourself up for, you know, something new you know, we, we, we've all learned that lesson here in the past couple of years. So, um, it is very, very inspirational to hear, you know, and someone so close to you that, that that's doing something of that magnitude. That's, that's amazing, bro. Mm. That's super amazing. And I know, I know it's going to go big, you know, the energy behind it is good. There's a couple of people that were in the CeeLo band that told me about it. And it was like, yeah, Brian is over here. He's chilling though. He like in the administrative joint. He, you know what I'm saying? He got on the button-down shirt looking all business, you know. <laughs> so, you know, I was like, oh yeah, that's right. He Did tell me about that thing. So it was, it's so good to hear that it's, you know, coming off the ground and taking off like that, man. That's that's super
3: dope. Thank you, man. Super, Thank super you.
2: dope. We um we're not gonna keep you too much longer. Um I just wanna give you uh, give our listeners rather, um, uh, a little bit more inside of who Brian Frazier Moore is. So can you just kind of just like run it down for us real quick?
3: Absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I grew up there. I grew up in church. It was my, my stomping ground, 100%. It was my training ground for everything that I've ever experienced in life musically or just as a, a man. Uh, and then, uh, things just started kicking off there. And I got a chance to work with uh, Aliyah, Genuine. This was earlier on in my career. Um, Usher, Christina Aguilera w- was with her for like 10 years. And uh, Janet Jackson, these are all blessings. I do not say them with a hint of arrogance. It's crazy when, when you think back, I'm sure Chris, you, you do the same thing. It's like, geez, but uh, yeah, uh, Christina Aguilera, Janet, Madonna, Babyface. It's, it's it's been a it's been a great great ride um Super Bowls um th- switching over to television shows working r- reading charts working with Ricky Minor Chris you already know you can't come in that room unless you have some idea of how to read that paper <laughs> <laughs> um, but all of these all of these experiences up until presently now where I'm I'm trying to switch over I have the home studio so I've been doing a lot of recording for for shows and films. Um, a, a film I was a part of called Two Distant Strangers won, won a, an Oscar that was totally unexpected. It was, it was like, yo, can you play on this? And I was like, yeah. And it's like, the money is not good. It's like, I don't care. <laughs> then it's like, oh, we just won an Oscar. It's like, what? Wait a minute.
2: Send me the plaque. Send me the plaque. Right, 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 right.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just thankful for the ride, you know, as, as God has really been leading me through all of this. Even with all of those accolades, I think the biggest part is just the interaction with different personalities, different businesses, and seeing how people think. And knowing that I have to become that, a little of this, a little of board meeting, a little of not knowing stuff a little of asking and communication just human traits um that that we don't really ever talk about because you know instagram is what it is but real life is what it is so i'm thankful for the ride and the accolades but mostly i'm thankful for the experiences and how it's shaping me as a person
1: incredible incredible it's it's always just so amazing to hear people's stories and to hear the journey everyone goes on as a musician and the similarities and the differences. Uh, and it, yeah, it's incredible. And w- with the podcast, we're always trying to give new artists and new musicians and up and coming people anything we can, any guidance we can and any, any areas that we can hopefully help and hopefully impart some of the wisdom that we've gained over time with our listeners. And for you, for working with such an amazing array of incredible international established acts, household names again and again and again, um, is there specific things that you can point to and specific attributes, not necessarily of individual artists, but what what common things do they share that you believe is a part of their success and is an element of their success? Is there anything that you can pinpoint that you can think? yeah, you know what a lot of them had this, or a lot of them had that. Um, are there any elements that spring to mind?
3: Absolutely. I mean, uh the tough part is is recognizing that you are helping an artist fulfill their dreams. So one thing that I've learned from a musician, to hire a higher gun position is that they are all artists, and what that really means. And how they want things to be, and we're there to facilitate for what they want to be. So they all have the drive. They all want what they want. They all want it to happen really fast, uh, and and they're they're just really focused on the final product, whatever it may be—hip hop, pop, rock, whatever it may be. They're really focused. So for me, knowing that that is my demographic of people and mentalities that I'm working with, I then have to become what what I aspire to be like with Chris Johnson or like with Ethan Farmer or with names and people that I know that their spirit is able to facilitate and work with any type of artist, no matter what they ask for, I can facilitate. No matter if they're upset and pissed off and yell at you that I can still adjust, no matter if if, if they're inviting you into their personal space that I still know how to adjust. So it's really what I see with all of the artists that we work with is that they're artists. They want what they want. It's supposed to happen. You're getting paid to facilitate that. So at the end of me noticing that, there's still another side of me working on myself to, to be the best I can for that. Now, now, when you step into your own thing, like Chris, does his own record and people are their own artists then then you can become the artist but the biggest thing i would say to up and coming all of these talented killing amazing musicians that i see i could never do that but what i see is that it's more so the personality will dictate what you play when am i playing too much when am i not playing enough like it's like just get that personality together and and be open to the music, be open to the artist, be open to the personality, be open to the constructive criticism, all of those things. And it, it'll guide you to where you need to be.
2: And a lot of those tidbits, man, you're, you're speaking of also works in the regular everyday life realm as well. And that's, that's, you know, that's what we miss a lot, man. We, we miss that part of, the human the human factor of it, you know, if we get that together, you know again, <laughs> it's the last couple of years you know that just kind of punched us in the face to realize it is you know we we get that together and and life could move a whole lot smoother, you know, put things in its proper perspective mm. and and life will begin to show you things that you've never seen before, you know and and keep yourself aligned with the good stuff you know. and and God, Mm. you know, keep God first, you know?
3: Absolutely. One of my friends said, he said, just a a quick analogy. He said, man, I'm always seeing these drummers I ain't never heard of on the cover of magazines, man. I was like, "Mm mm-hmm. I said, are you, you are mad about that? He said, yeah, man, come (laughs) bothered me, man. they don't ever, you know, put this person on. I said, now how do you think, because it's politics, but how in the world do you think they got on that on that cover? I don't know, man. You know, it's a race thing. It's a it's a poor thing. It's a rich thing. It's a whatever thing. I said, man, it's that personality thing, man. You don't see that guy behind the scenes just reaching out to the company saying, "Hey, what's up?" or "How y'all doing?" or "Whoop the whoop." And that that thing speaks more volumes than your playing, than your than your art. So,
2: just a quick- yeah, never never think that you're above the next man you know and, and that's where the entitlement comes in like we about to go to a whole nother thing now you know you you feel you feel entitled that you know because you're you you feel like you're at a certain level or people your whole life have been telling you that you're at this level of you know artistry and and you're you believe you start believing it and drinking your own sauce to where you don't feel like you need to do the work you know and and doing the work is is that's very important and, and some people are willing to do it, others are not, you know. And, and the ones that are willing mm. to do it sometimes, it more or less, gets the results that they're looking for. So that is the per- that is the perfect analogy, you know. Keep your personality intact, you know. But we can keep we can keep going on and on about this,
1: helping each other out as well. I mean, that's it's massive. The whole thing of I was listening to something the other day, and it wasn't actually to do with music, but they were talking about there's enough for everyone to eat. And it's the same in the music industry. It's not this thing of, there's only, I need to get enough just so I can eat and I'm not going to give anyone else. And it's just, it's not the case. We can all we can all spread things around and we can all help each other out and we can all, there is, there is enough for us to all be able to do that rather than closely guarding everything that we do and keeping it all to ourselves. Um, I feel like the best things happen when you do get people involved and you do pass things on and you do receive things and give things and all the all these different aspects to it and that's where it really is at isn't it because if we spend our whole careers and our whole lives just making sure we're okay and that that it ends with that it ends with oh if i'm not involved i'm not into it there's there's a limit to that isn't there and i think it all goes with like just like you guys were both saying the personality element of being a musician and making those inroads and making those connections like you say there's a reason why those people are on the cover They've made, they've taken that chance. They've like, hey, I've got this contact. I'm going to get in contact with them and who knows what will happen. Maybe nothing will happen. But you know what? Let's see what they want to do. And then, hey, can I get on Drummer Magazine? The person goes, actually, we're looking for someone for this month, whatever it might be. It's a bit far-fetched, but these things happen, right? And we've all been part of those situations and taking these chances. So it's the easiest thing in the world to say, it's all right for that person. Look at that person on the cover. They must have just got a phone call out of nowhere. It's like... I don't think so. They've made that. Yeah, they've made he, that happen
3: by human. I think we're like that to naturally feel that. But I think it's like what you do with it. Because if I see Chris Johnson on the cover of magazine, you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to be like, "Yo, I need a cover too." You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, I'm not going to look at, at Chris and be like, "Yo, how did he get no Chris Johnson? He got a cover." Yo, man, I got to get me a cover. All right, let me let me reach in my bag and see. And that's natural as humans. That's okay. But the minute you start, like, judging a person for their their work ethic and, and their connections, it seems a little weird. Very. Mm.
2: Tell us, man, how can we get in touch with you? How can we reach you? How can we follow you? How can we get down with the BFMworld.com?
3: Absolutely. My website is BFMworld.com. We offer a host of services there. Um, I'm very proud of our consultation and and uh, private lesson services because when you see it face value, you see okay lessons and, and and all of that. But we're really diving into those things like playing a show. Like, what what mentality does it take? Listening to the music. What what do you put? We have a video analysis program where we where we actually uh, have drummers and musicians perform and then we come back and we go section by section just talking about it just the different options and things that you can do so we offer a host of services there at bfmworld.com instagram is bfm22 and bfmworld two different pages you guys can go check out our personal or professional life we're on facebook we're on all of the, all of those media. but bfmworld is the landing page for for everything that we're involved in
2: amazing man we we are We're eternally grateful that you had a chance to stop by the Another Side podcast with Chris and Sandy. Um, We also do a emerging artist segment uh, where um, an up and coming artist comes on, plays some music, and you kind of give a little feedback and a little direction to that. If you can stick around for that, that'd be amazing, bro.
3: Of course. Just let me know. I'm in. Cool,
2: cool, cool. We about Anything to, uh, for Chris, y'all. Oh, no. <laughs> uh,
1: ladies and gentlemen, joining us on another side podcast um, from Long Beach, we have Loyal XI. Loyal, it was great to have you on the podcast.
4: I appreciate you guys
1: for having me. And Loyal, this is Brian. Brian is our main guest for today. Pleasure to meet you, man, bro.
4: How
2: you doing, man? Pleasure. So we, we okay, s- s- small, small, small story real quick. Uh, my brother, BJ, is a artist manager, and he lives in Las Vegas right now, so he's like, um, he always sending me music. He's like, yo, you got to check this out, check this out, check this out. So I'm like, yo, okay. All right, you on to something now. This is crazy. Like, who is this? He says, my boy, Loyal XI. I'm like, yo, he's, he sound good. Like, so sent me the profile and everything. And I'm like, yo, I'm, I know this dude. Who is this? He said, this is Denzel. Like, this is Angie's son. This is my little cousin, bro. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? My, my little cousin put, put his time and work in, put his grind in, working on his craft and now has music. You know what I mean? I think that is super dope and inspirational at the same time. So uh Denzel or Loyal, like tell us a little bit. Yeah, tell us a little bit. I mean, we know the family is a music background, but give us a little something about how this started for you, bro.
4: Um, well yeah, like how you said the family, the background. Um, and aside from that, um on my pop side of the family, uh my grandparents, they owned a record shop in Compton at the Compton Swap. So as a kid, you know, I was just around that environment and um, it just latched on to me. Um, We ended up, uh, I think this was ninth grade year in high school, I want to say, the counselor, she finds out from all the students in the school, like, oh man, I heard you doing music. You know, I heard you can sing, I heard you can rap. And can I hear something? At the time I had no music um, and I just acapella, just rapped for And um, she was like, you're really good. She's like, I have this program that you can attend to. um, And they give away, it's a program basically, they give you free studio time. You can learn a trade, whether it's videography, um, music, graphic, whatever. You can go there and actually learn it. It's like a school, but you don't have to pay anything. I'm like, what? I never heard nothing like this. So I go. I do a little audition. They love me. Um, I get in the studio and I just become a student. And um, this is summer 2012. And from there, we ended up being placed in the Grammy Foundation, um, where I became a student there. And um, for that entire summer, it was just going to the Grammy Museum, um, learning production, um, song structure, um, music theory, things of that nature. And from there, I was like, yo, I love this. And I want to do this for the rest of my life. How do I get in? And um <laughs> at that time you just think it's make music and all of a sudden there it is, you're successful or you pop it. But um it's a business behind it. So um I had to learn the business end of things and then from there it's just like, you know what, I really do love this on the business end, and on the artistic side. So um that's pretty much how I got started. And um in two thousand twelve was the first time I released my first uh body of work. So yeah
1: incredible incredible we're always talking um on the podcast about the stories and the different ways in which we all come into the industry and the different ways we all get started and mm. it's often a person isn't it there often is a person at some stage that really yeah. does change our path and change our direction where we're going and you never know when you're meeting this person quite how big that change is going to be but it sounds like that teacher was a massive part of your journey and has completely changed where you went with it all. And we're all about we're, we're saying to other people, we're saying respect those people that give you those moments of I'm going to give you a chance. I see something in you. And equally, mm-hmm. it's also down to us, isn't it, to pass that forward. And when we see something in someone, giving them a chance as well um, is a massive Absolutely. thing. And we really, we want to play some of your music to the listeners. Um, So we have a track queued up here that we're going to play right now um, for Brian to hear as well and for Brian to give his thoughts and feedback on as well. So here we go. Here's a track by Loyal XI.
4: Sell your soul for that dollar bill. You ain't got a power trip, no matter how that power feels. I woke up feeling like a heavyweight. And you know I'm from that city where they regulate. And that's worth an the name. Salute Warren G. I ain't gotta rip a game for my day ones to ride for me. And that's no shot, and that's no shade. This is my real life, and I'ma live twice 100. Get it how you live, and no matter how you live, just keep that shit 100. The realer, the better. Whatever is clever, just keep that shit 100. Get it how you live, and no matter how you live, and just keep that shit 100. Hey. that
2: don't that don't sound like my little cousin bro <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying like i can't i can't remember you know aside of all of the you know family functions as of late um seeing you but last i remember it you know that the personality and the the artistry that i'm hearing in that track bro i don't i don't remember seeing that it it is very very very, very, very good, man. To hear you doing your thing, bro. Like I, I can't. I, I'm, I'm speechless, bro. Like seriously, Thank you. <laughs> like seriously, I am, bro. I'm super proud of you, bro. Keep, keep doing
4: what you're doing. I mean the world, man. Thank you.
3: Absolutely, man. The K the all of cadence, yo. Come on, man. Come on, on,
0: cadence.
3: <laughs> hey. da, 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 da. Yes. I'm, a, I'm huge on cadence, man. And you, you mm-hmm. and, and I, I love. Just the realness in your voice, you know what I mean? Like no, yeah. no gimmicks. Now I hear you talking on the Zoom, and then I hear the record. I'm like, okay, yeah. this is this is real. The cadence is sick. The track is is definitely in there. Like I'm I'm excited to hear more from you, man. And congratulations on just your artistry, man. That, that's that's something I'm I'm trying to push myself into a, a position. So. I,
1: definitely inspired just by hearing your stuff man
4: thank you man i really appreciate that for real
1: yeah absolutely it's great man and obviously within that you're talking about warren g and regulate Mm -hmm. and as a as a bass player you've got to know and you've got to appreciate (laughs) that don't you how old are you talking
3: about warren g Uh, i'm
4: 25 i'll be 26 in november
3: much respect. That was the OG, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just
4: become a student, you know? Yeah, Those are the guys that paved the way for me. Um, and I'm not necessarily trying to um, walk in the, the footsteps that they did in the city. Just more so um, share my perspective of growing up, um, you know, where I come from. And um, it's just my salute, paying homage to them, you know what I mean, with that bar
1: yeah and especially with, re- with regulate as well it's that it's that ultimate thing of utilizing a loop and the loop at no point feels repetitive um there's a the mm-hmm. perfect amount of things cutting out coming in the lovely roads behind it with everything with that song it is just incredible and the same as what you've done um, with your track as well that thing with the trap hats and the trap hats come out and let the synths breathe and it's all of that isn't it it's taking the audience on on that kind of the motion behind the music without necessarily making it obvious. It's not like one of those big orchestrated, bam, bring it down and Mm -hmm. everything comes down. It's not that it's not that it's the subtleties behind it. And yeah, man, as soon as I heard that on that track, that regulate was just, again, as a bass player was just such a massive track for me. The second you hear that line, it's just like, (laughs) that is it. And there's Uh been so many of these throughout history, hadn't there? And when we see some of this old footage of, people like dre for instance i know that's a really obvious um kind of producer to use but when you Mm -hmm. see dre with some of the iconic things that he's he's created and you see it when it's formed in the studio it's like hey i've got this idea it's like i'll play the beat and then you hear this beat or this hook that you've heard one million times now and you hear it for the first time and these artists in the studio hearing it and going crazy and going Mm -hmm. oh i can throw something on that so there's, there's a lot to be said about, especially the modern day production and the producers around as well. Are you producing this music as well, Loyal?
4: Um, I do uh, produce as well, but I can't take credit for that record right there. That record was um, produced by Byron Johnson, who's also my manager. So um, he killed it. He sent the track over and I was like, yo, this is fire. What am I going to do? I hear so many different ideas and um, I just sat there for a minute Kind of meditated over it, and I was like, you know what? I gotta talk my talk on here, and I gotta, um I gotta say something, and then um also add some harmonies in the background just so it doesn't feel just, just too raw. You know what I mean? I want to show a little musicality in it as well. So um, uh, that's how that record came about. You know what I mean?
2: Amazing. Bro, sounds great, man. Yeah, and shout out to to BJ Byron Johnson. Yeah, big bro. Um. Tell us where we can find your music and give us all your socials and everything.
4: Absolutely. You can find me everywhere at loyal X I. And then we're talking social media. It's loyal X I underscore L O Y A L X I underscore.
2: Beautiful, man. We appreciate you coming on and sharing your music with us and sharing your time, man. We, we love, uh, emergent artists, you know, the up and coming artists that are coming in. This is a platform that we would like to share with them. So, um, you know, if you do, you're listening and you do have music, you know, and you're you're up and coming, please uh, hit us at Another Side Pod uh, on all socials and hashtag Another Side Music. Let us hear your music. We'll reach out to you, get a release form out to you to sign. So you can come on and be on one of our up and coming episodes of this podcast. Loyal, thank you, bro. Brian Fraser Moore, thank you. Yes, no, sir. You all the best. We appreciate you guys' time. We're going to let you all get out of here, man.
1: It's a pleasure. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you coming on. Thank you very much. Sure. Yeah. I got it. Let's set the record straight to elevate the people. Now's the time to never wait for reach you. Amazing. Man, great guests.
2: Yeah, man, amazing. Really, really, really amazing podcast today. I really enjoyed um, all of the content. You know, it's 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 not just about music. And, and there are a lot of things in music that we can use in real life, you mm-hmm. know, that we can apply to our lives, our daily lives, man. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's so incredible to hear, you know, others speak and confirm the same thing. Like, you're not crazy and thinking that, you know, this is actually... A very cool and genuine way of looking at certain things you totally. know in the music industry totally it's man. parallel to life you know
1: absolutely i feel like i went to school today i went to school talking to brian and just hearing again hearing all these new things that i don't know anything about it is amazing to hear about these new technologies and his the vr stuff that he's talking about it's just the scope behind that is just completely endless so absolutely incredible Yeah, actually, I wanted to give a shout out. Um, Obviously, we have a lot of people that we know that listen to this podcast, friends and family. Um, And I want to shout someone out because it really it was really nice to hear from this person. And it was completely unexpected. It came out of nowhere. But I want to shout out Glenn Wakeman. Glenn Wakeman is my barber. Um, And I, I got down in the chair the other day, sat down in the chair. First thing he said was like, man, the podcast I was like, you listen to it? He was like, Yeah, are you kidding me? He was like, Norrell is amazing. I was like, Yeah, right? She's she's good, right? And he was like, Yeah. And he was saying, She she reminds me of the artist her, H-E-R. Um, and I was like, Wow, man, that is a massive compliment. Um, and he was just he spouted off a lot of things from the episodes that he had clearly listened to the whole thing. And he was like, I've never listened to a podcast before. But I just loved every second of it. So, Glenn, thank you, man. I hope you're hearing this. Thank you to everyone who's supporting us. But these bits of support mean the world for all these people taking the chance on ASP.
2: Glenn, you the man, bro. Spread the word. Tell everybody about another side pod. And also, if we get a chance to get over there, I'll come get a little shave or something from you, man. Oh. And, we, and, we, and we can talk about whatever, you know, sports. We can talk about music, whatever, man. I appreciate you, Glenn. I haven't met you, but I feel like I do, just by the energy. Really appreciate your support, bro.
1: Thank you, man. We appreciate it. CJ, another episode in the bag. Three episodes down, man. <sighs> wow. It feels like an entire year long of
2: potting, (laughs) but we only have three in a bag. But it's only the beginning, and I'm excited to see what's going on in the future for us, man. This is really, really cool. I've been enjoying myself uh, immensely, Mm. immensely, man. And these conversations just keep getting better and better and better and better and more interesting and more... um, grown if you will mm. that that word grown up you know we're not just talking about you know bullshit you know we're not we're not filling the airwaves with with stuff that's not tangible and I think that's very important you know for the listeners to understand you know we're a human we're, we're we're fathers you know we're, we're 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 husbands you know we 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 really enjoy what we do but also um want to recognize and honor the life that we live, you know, outside of this music and the podcast. So um, I'm enjoying myself. Thank you for the opportunity and, and joining in this journey and adventure with me, man. And it's it's been great. It's been great.
1: Absolutely, man. It's a total pleasure. Yeah. And thank you, everyone, again, for listening from us at the ASP. Thank you. Peace a century of
3: memories of your best days, from the 70s to the 80s to the 90s. Over to the next millennium, where you'll find. From blues, funk, to hip-hop, that make you want to pop lock. Jazz, gospel, and pop, there's nothing that we can't rock. Dub, reggae, the dubstep, r and vegan and next. House and EDM, got you up to 3 a.m. This thing is getting biblical
4: from the analog to the digital, from the underground to the mainstream, the world will hear the same thing. It's classical, magical, something that we have to do, but travel through the speed of sound and give the masses proof. The music is the language of the soul, and everything is music, even if you don't claim
2: the know. A the way to lose control of something that you never had another
0: Bop!!! <laughs>